the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number 800 951 the website at allamericangold.com. And thank you one and all, we're all, wherever you may be tuning in. I apologize, uh, the 1360 stream is down. We're working on it. Uh, not our issue, unfortunately. If it was, we'd probably already have it back up. Uh, but they, they are working on, on getting that back. Uh, but, uh, for you podcasters, you YouTubers, uh, we're hoping next week, uh, we're gonna be souping up our YouTube channel. Uh, we got a, uh, a few more technical things to work out, but we're, we're working on it. Uh, it, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be really neat. We're gonna do, uh, besides this show, we're, we're gonna have, uh, little, you know, five minute snippets, market recaps, some, some fun stuff, uh, happening there. Uh, Jason's off today. Jack is off today. I got JD filling in on the boards. Big shout out, uh, to JD stepping up to help us out. And then of course, Ramon. Uh, who runs the board here in Phoenix, uh, making this all possible for everybody. We've got gold and silver up again. Uh, the Dow is down again. We had a bunch of economic data out. None of it matters, right? Who cares? All they care about is what is Jay Powell going to say? He's at some, some conference, you know, some uh, rich people event, and he's going to be, be speaking at, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what he has to say. But when we look at what's happening right now, uh, very, very evident uh, that things are starting to change and change very quickly. Uh, first, let's talk about crude oil. Crude oil, which got down into the 70s. Uh, yesterday, the president said, I'm not going to fill that strategic oil reserve. Uh, and, and I won't pay more than $70 a barrel. Well. We may never fill it, did I guess, because uh, oil's back above 80, massive, massive declines. And this was exactly what I was talking about. Uh, now that we've stopped pumping out of the strategic oil reserve, uh, API said crude was down 8 million barrels. Now, that would be a, about exactly what we were pulling out of the strategic reserve every week. The Department of Energy said, hey, it was even worse than that down 12 and a half million barrels. By the way, the, the biggest draw since June 2019. Uh, and I'm not sure if that was a hurricane or something. I, I don't know. Uh, but, but neither here nor there. Uh, expect that to continue. We'll keep an eye. The one good thing, uh, gasoline and distillates, there was builds there. So the refiners who are working all out, at least for now, Hey, we've got some some surplus going. Uh, the bigger problem, though, is do, are they in the right place? And that I, I I I haven't seen that yet. I don't know. Cushing, Oklahoma, uh, did not have a huge drawdown for crude. 
but again, I don't know about the distillates uh, or the gas if they're in the right place. Uh, like I said, we got Wall Street down today. We had housing numbers out today. Uh, these were pending home sales. So these are people, hey, I've committed to buy this home. I haven't closed on it, but I've committed to buy it. Uh, they fell 4.6% month over month. Uh, the problem was September, uh, it was down 8.7. They revised it to be down 10.2. Uh, so uh, the, you take the two months combined and pending home sales down over 15%. Uh, but when you look at the year-over-year year number, uh, every month now, going up until probably March, we're going to see big jumps. Because remember, everybody was, you know, the Fed was telling, hey, we're going to raise rates, we're going to raise rates, we're going to raise rates. And everybody started, what, if they're going to buy a home, want to get those low rates, they needed to get it done before those rate hikes. They're now saying pending home sales year over year, is the largest annual drop ever. And I, I, you know, I go back to the housing crash. I'm like, how could it not be? How could it be worse than that? But down 36%. uh, And again, affordability, uh, the biggest issue, the West. You know, really, when we talk housing to some people, there's really two big housing markets, the South and the West. The East and the Midwest, eh, not so much. I mean, they, they, they have them, but housing is really driven by the South and the West. And, and obviously, geographically, I think people know why, right? Hey, they like warm weather. Uh, then, of course, you've got the coast and all of those things playing into that. Uh, but they're saying that the West was hit particularly hard, talking about a combination of interest rates, High home prices, making homes unaffordable. Uh, and, and again, it, it's just one of these signs. Uh, th- this is something where we already know we're getting another rate hike here in a couple of weeks. That's, that's a given. We already know from what James Bullard is saying is that, listen, we're going to over five. Right? Five is the worst case scenario. Uh, or I guess, well, the best case scenario, I guess. I mean, uh, it could be as high as 7%. Uh, and, and then Elon Musk was out today. And, of course, you know, you think about Elon. I know we talk a lot about Twitter. Uh, but you got to remember, too, right, Tesla. He's got a lot of of companies uh, that, that are very dependent upon the United States economy. He said, hey, You guys need to forget about raising rates. We need rate cuts immediately. Or we are going to amplify the probability of a severe recession. And I think he's right. And unfortunately, the Fed has no choice. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back after the break. 800 951 Yeah, the U.S. beat Iran yesterday. One to nothing. I know that's the second time I've talked about soccer. Hopefully, uh, there won't be a third time, but we play the Netherlands, so we'll see. Uh, I know that, uh, some people, uh, were pretty excited about it. Uh, I did watch some highlights. It seemed like it was an exciting game. Uh, but 
outside of that, really not a lot of enthusiasm out there uh, economically when talking to uh, the bigger companies out there. And the list, you know, uh, whether it's Elon Musk, Disney, Apple, Microsoft, right, uh, Facebook, Meta, right, all of these companies, Google, uh, talking about layoffs. A uh, word today is Carvana may go under if they don't get an infusion of cash. Uh, who was it? Um, the DoorDash today laid off 1,250 employees. It is the first week of the month. So we got uh, the ADP jobs number today. Tomorrow we get jobless claims. And then, of course, the government number on Friday. Now, this is the, this is the wild, jobs are the wild card. Jobs are the wild card. Uh, Bullard yesterday said, hey, this, this labor market isn't as, as strong as you think. I, I don't, he didn't say why he thought that. Uh, my guess is, is a lot of people are piecemealing jobs together. I'm working, you know, 20, 30 hours here, 20 or 30 hours there, or maybe I'm working 35, 40 hours here and 16 there, and, and that some of these shifts are starting to be cut. I don't know. That's just me speculating. But today, ADP came out with a print well below expectations. Uh, expectations uh, were for over 200,000 jobs. Uh, it came in at 127,000. Now, ADP tends to be a little lower uh, than the government number, but this is the lowest going back to January of 2021. And this is one of the interesting things that where the layoffs were, according to ADP, was in the goods-producing sector. Uh, manufacturing in particular, ADP said 100,000 manufacturing jobs uh, disappeared. I mean, that's a huge number, and I know things are slow. There's no doubt that, that big businesses are ordering less stuff. Uh, IT, that information technology, down 25,000, uh, which I thought, well, I thought that was on the low side. Financial activities, this is another big one, down 34,000. Uh, we are going to talk about banks. I keep warning you about these banks. Uh, there is a great article out today about how solvent are they really. And this is something I think all of us need to pay attention to because the realities are everything's great when you're printing a bunch of money. Everything's wonderful when, every, you know, when the economy's moving along. But the second there's problems, all of a sudden, all of these banks, which you've told us forever and ever are okay, maybe aren't. Financial activities down 34,000. Professional and business service down 77,000. The only big area of growth was in leisure and hospitality up 224,000. So essentially what ADP was saying is we lost a lot of really good paying jobs, created 
a bunch of lower paying jobs. And, and maybe that's what Buller was referencing. Uh, but we'll have to see. I mean, those were, uh, two of the bigger pieces of economic data pending home sales. Now the ADP number. We'll see what jobless claims do tomorrow. Uh, they've been in that 220 range. We'll see if that starts moving up. And then of course the government number tomorrow. Uh, right now we got gold up six bucks, 1755. Silver's up. Almost 50 cents here, 42 cents, uh, 21.62 right now. And uh, Steve Goldstein, uh, by the way, this was from Dow Jones, said that banks aren't as capitalized nearly as well as people think and says that Despite what the Federal Reserve says that the banks have in excess liquidity, that according to his analysis, the banks actually have a significant shortfall and expect it to be worse. Uh, Christopher Whalen, chairman of Whalen Global Advisors, made the case that banks were short a trillion dollars of capital in the second quarter. And here's the problem, because we don't know, right? Because everything, all the reports, these stress tests, right, they're all rigged to make things look better than what they are. Now, according to the banking industry, let's give both sides. I don't know. Why would this guy say you're short a trillion dollars? According to the banking industry, they say that at the end of Q2, the banks had $2.2 trillion in capital. Now again, right, they make it sound better than what it is. According to Whalen, there's a difference between book equity and tangible equity. By the way... The banking industry uses tangible equity. And one of the advantages for using that is it overstates what the true value of derivatives are on these banks' balance sheets. Now, according to Whalen, if you take out items like goodwill, and deferred tax assets, right? In other words, these are things that banks have to pay, but they, they're able to, 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 to pay it later, right? We're not paying it right now. We, we, we've got an obligation, but, but we're going to pay that later. Just that alone, the bank capital goes from $2.2 trillion to about one point, just, just under $1.5 trillion dollars. So that's that's a pretty big chunk, right? That's it's almost a third of the quote unquote liquidity that they have. But he says it gets worse. According to Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation data, right? That's your FDIC, and I've already warned you about FDIC. They can say the accounts are guaranteed to a million dollars. Right now they say two fifty. Remember, before the financial crisis, it was like 100000 Now they say two fifty. They only got $130 billion. And I say only 
because any of the big banks that our money's in have anywhere from two to three trillion dollars of insured deposits, and that's just in one of the banks. But they said that thanks to quantitative easing and now quantitative tightening, all sorts of assets that the bank has been holding are now no longer profitable. In other words, the coupon pays less than the funding cost. So think about it. Banks bought these these treasuries. Say they bought it, I don't know, two, three years ago. And it yielded half of a percent. What he's saying is, as now this, this, this treasury is coming to fruition, it paid so little, it actually cost the bank more money to process it than they did in getting any of the interest. Now, that only affects the bank's capital by a couple hundred billion dollars. I mean, still a lot. I mean, think about it. That's more money than the FDIC has. So it was at $1.49 trillion. With this issue here, and the higher, the, by the way, the higher the rates go, the bigger this problem gets, takes it down to $1.23 trillion. So we're down a trillion dollars already. Here's the last part. And this is the part that I always worry about. And this is what happened the last time. And this comes with what we say are market losses. And what simply that means, as an example, let's take housing, because that's easy. Okay, housing's easy. We know that home prices, right, are down. It depends where you're at, you know, 5%, 10%, 15%. But we know going into 2023, hey, chances are any housing stuff, especially mortgages in the last two years, will probably not be worth what the bank owes on the property, what the, what the borrower owes on the property. Uh, but he goes in and says, hey, just this impact alone is enough to push banks into insolvency because he's estimating $1.74 trillion in market losses. Another $800 billion in losses for the banks holding U.S. Treasuries, mortgage-backed securities, state and municipal securities, if they were actually marked to market. And he says that if you marked to market, the bank's actual shortfall would be well over $1.3 trillion in the second quarter. Now, they don't mark to market. That's, that's one of the things and why he said, okay, it's a little controversial. Right? So two things. One, he's saying, listen, the real number, book equity, right? take all the bull crap away. Half of the capital they say they have, they don't really have. When do things get marked to market? And the answer is simple. When one of these banks is in enough trouble that they have to actually sell 
some of these assets repriced. And that's what happened with Lehman Brothers. That's what happened with Bear Stearns. This is why I keep telling you, you know, it's ridiculous that these banks, think about like J.P. Morgan all by themselves. $60 trillion plus dollars in derivatives. That's three years of U.S. GDP growth in these derivatives that, uh, you know, it's kind of like student loans. The government keeps saying, oh, everyone's going to pay them off. Of course, that now they're trying to give relief and all this other stuff. This is where the problem will lie. Everything will be fine until people start losing their jobs and stop paying their bills and all of a sudden, all the things that happened in the financial crisis could happen again. The one thing they did fix, let's face it, they only fixed one thing. How the bank gets bailed out. And what they fixed is, the government's not going to do it. The depositors are. Right? Which is technically how it should be. Right? The problem is... They've done such a good job of misleading us, such a good job of making these banks so big that now it's it's a risk to everybody because they're all so interconnected that if one has trouble, the next one has trouble. This is this big domino uh, that that is really going to play havoc with us in 2023, especially if we see job loss. Now, Jay Powell's going to speak today at 1.30 at the Brookings Institute. I'm pretty sure that he's not going to mention any of this. But now you know, when I tell you probably the least safest place to have a ton of your money is in the bank. And this is why. Because it's all based upon the biggest loans out there. We're back. The Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe Jacobin here on a Wednesday solo today. Uh, silver up 48 cents now here, to almost 21.70. Silver at 17.54. The Dow uh, off its lows, but still down another 150 points. Uh, has it been a, a little tougher week this week? I think that we're going to see this the closer we get to the Fed rate hike. Uh, the 10-year the note of uh, this bond market inversion uh, is just massive right now. I mean, the 10-year note's up today, but it's only at 378. It's almost a full point below the Fed's funds rate. Yesterday, it was, well, a, a, a tenth, a full tenth below, tenth of a point below what the Fed's funds rate is and of course that just signifies uh we know what elon musk was saying right and and again this is a trick that i don't think they're going to be able to pull off and why do i say well i don't think they're going to be be able to pull it off well they really haven't been very good at really predicting anything have they they didn't see the housing crash coming. They didn't see the financial crisis coming. I mean, if you believe them, right? They 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 had to blow up their balance sheet from seven hundred billion dollars to nine trillion. Uh, we've had rates at zero for almost fifteen years. Of course, not now. Not to mention the amount of backdoor money that they printed and didn't tell us about. 
to, to try to quote unquote save these financial institutions. And now we've got guys out there that are saying, hey, listen, let me give you the real number for these banks. They don't have 2.2 trillion. Really, they got about 1.2 trillion. And that's if you don't mark down their derivatives to where they're supposed to be. But again, you can argue either way on this. The problem is, once one of these financial institutions starts having a problem and they need to start selling some of these derivatives that rarely trade, we've got a problem. Right? Remember how we always say, how did you go bankrupt? Well, it was gradually. And then all of a sudden. And that's kind of what, what we're referring to here. Think about Europe. They, their inflation number, they just had their inflation print come out 10%. 10%. Uh, I, I don't see a path here uh, where they could slow these rate hikes down. But, again, remember what they want to pull off. They just want 2 million people to get fired. That's all. That's all. Yeah, we can do that. And then magically, somehow, it's just going to stop there. I, I don't see that happening. I think that's highly unlikely. Uh, I think that the the bottoms for gold and silver have been in. And, and now I think we're looking at a year in 2023 uh, that is going to look very different. Uh, we will see most likely uh, the end of rate hikes, a recession, I guess, as a best case, probably something more significant than that. And then uh, are we going to have another banking crisis that will allow them to bring out the digital currency? I mean, that, that seems to be the pattern. Don't know if that's what's going to happen, but it is awfully interesting how quickly things have moved. Over in Europe, the ECB was out this morning. Well, actually, we were probably sleeping. With the strongest critique yet of Bitcoin and all other cryptocurrencies, saying the cryptocurrencies are on the road to irrelevance. It titled Bitcoin's Last Stand. So if you want to find this, you just Google Bitcoin's Last Stand. The ECB General uh, Director General uh, said that the Bitcoin proponents, the apparent stabilization in its price this week signals a mere breather on the way to new heights is very unlikely, right? That's the, I guess, the, the pro, right? The, the, the people that, that want to see, uh, Bitcoin succeed. Hey, it's just a breather. We're going to go to new heights. I think Kathy, Catherine would still call it for a million dollar Bitcoin. I don't know. More likely, according to the ECB, this is an artificially induced last gasp. Before the road to irrelevance. And was a foreseeable, and this was foreseeable according to the ECB before FTX went bust. And again, I think, I think they knew all about FTX. I think this was just a convenient excuse for them to come in and heavy, not only heavily regulate this, I think they're also using it as a reason why they need their own digital coin to use because, you know, let's face it, it's just not fair. Uh, you know, Miami saying the nightclubs have emptied out. 
right? The the Bitcoin millionaire and billionaire. Apparently, that was big business. They're saying all these high end cars, uh, a huge influx from high end BMWs, Mercedes, uh, Lamborghinis, Corvettes, you name it. I don't even know the names of these fancy cars. Uh, apparently, are going for sale everywhere. As the Bitcoin economy comes to an end as well. So there's another economy. We haven't, you know, we know housing. Right? Autos, man, tough. Really tough. Especially news about Carvana today. That, hey, if they don't get a cash confusion, they may not make it. We know that, you know, mortgages are dead, right? That part's been dead for a while. Uh, RVs, right? That side is done. But, that, you know, we didn't talk the crypto. And at least, I guess, in, uh, you know, the, the higher-end cool places, uh, that was big business. Right? That you're talking about uh, these guys paying $50,000 just to have a, a table at some nightclub. I mean, it, it's crazy. Boy, I bet they wish they had bought some gold, don't you? 800-951-0592. Uh, the ECB, though, went on. Just to really tear apart the cryptos. I, I don't know. I, I, I've said this from the beginning. I love the thought of the cryptos. I thought it was a great idea. And I also said I don't think the banks will ever ha- allow for it. And I think they just were using this to push the technology before they took it all over. I still think that maybe a few of them survive. I do. Uh, but... Survive in what form? I, I don't know. Uh, at what value? I don't know. They said that these technologies have so far created limited value for societies. There's no value here. The only value is the value we say. No matter how great the expectations for the future, the use of a promising technology is not a significant condition for an added value of a product based on it, right? I'll, uh, hey, this is shades of the tech bubble, right? At the end of the 90s into the early 2000s. Could be, could be right. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. ECB President Christine Lagarde says all cryptos are worthless. Probably. Probably. I I don't know. Uh, will uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum maybe survive? Uh, but, but again, it, it just doesn't look good here as the central banks now are rushing. I mean, right now, we're testing right now. Heck, there, there's reports out that we're going to start some form of that central bank digital currency as early as May of next year. Uh, on this seals crack, this just breaking. Uh, Kraken, by the way, Kraken, the third largest crypto exchange, says that it is going to lay off 30% of its workforce, uh, over uh, 1,100 people there. And again, they are the third biggest one. So. Uh, you know, more fallout uh, from FTX, I'm sure. Uh, probably the comments out of the ECB today uh, not helping matters there either. Uh, and again, you know, these are just signs. 
right? You know, it's how big was the crypto economy? I don't know. But apparently in Miami, pretty big. Apparently in the high-end car market, really big. I'm sure that they had a lot in the housing market as well. So uh, these are things that, that are drying up. And when uh, you get guys like Elon Musk saying, hey, I don't know what these guys are doing. Raising rates. They need to be cutting rates. He didn't say they need to stop rates. He's like, they got to cut rates. And the longer they go and the higher they go, the bigger the problem is going to be. And, and this is something where this is where how I see it. I wish I saw it differently, but I don't. You know, we, you, you, when you blow these bubbles, and this is just what it was, one giant bubble. And when you poke the bubble, what happens? You know, the, 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 you know, take a balloon, right? You, you pop a balloon, right? That thing explodes. It doesn't just slowly creep out of it, right? Maybe, you know, the Fed's kind of hoping that the economy just got a, a, a nail in its tire. And that it's just a slow little leak, right? Just, just a little bit. Here's the problem with that slow little leak. Eventually, enough air comes out of it. You're driving down the freeway at 80 miles an hour, and your tire explodes. That's why you put gold and silver away. Uh, 800-951-0592. Yesterday, we had those BUCU Saints at $2,095. I still have some. I got about 30 of those left. Uh, take advantage of that. You know, we talked about, you know, BUCU, Brilliant Uncirculated, Choice Uncirculated. Uh, these are the, as nice as they get without being graded. And usually when you're at that level, they probably can be graded. But it's like, okay, well, unless it's going to grade mid-state 63 or 64, the cost to get it graded may not be worth it. Uh, but, but. Same price. You know, we got gold up again today. Gold was up yesterday, the day before, uh, $2,095 at $800-951-0592. Take the time. Keep adding to your portfolios. Uh, by the way, uh, more bad news on the egg front. Uh, 1.8 million chickens slaughtered in Nebraska this week, according to the Department of Agriculture, uh, they're now saying 50 million birds have been slaughtered nationwide. Uh, that is a new all-time high. I don't mean to laugh. Uh, by the way, this is the 13th farm in the state of Nebraska to suffer an outbreak. According to the report, 6.8 million birds in Nebraska alone uh, have been killed. Iowa leads the way with 15.5 million uh, birds being slaughtered. And again, no relief. And this is part of the problem when we talk about 2023. Fertilizer prices sky high. Right? We know about cattle and cattle inventory, right? They, they just, it's too expensive, 
right, to feed the cattle herds. And there's been the great thinning in the cattle herd. Cattle prices are going to remain high. Uh, bird flu here, it looks like chicken and egg prices are going to remain high. There's a lot of factors that I don't care how high interest rates go. You, you, you can't fix these that type of inflation. And I think that's kind of the biggest problem that we have out there is it may not matter how high rates go. Maybe that's what Elon Musk is trying to say. Hey, guys, you can go to 7 8%. There's still going to be inflation. This is what we've been warning about. I think we're setting ourselves up for a decade of stagflation. I think we're going to see banks go under again. They didn't fix it. They never intended to fix it. And we're going to be helped. We're going to end up with this digital currency, and they're going to tell us what we can buy, when we can buy it, how much of it we can buy. They're going to weave in climate change and and global foot, you know, your carbon footprint. All of this stuff's going to be in there. Uh, the Biden administration yesterday with 401k money now, wanting the major 401k, and they're going to do it. Hey, we want you to start investing into this, the ESGs, right? We want you to invest in these companies that quite honestly make things more expensive for us. No more cheap energy. We want to have things that cost significantly more, which means we pay more. Heating bills, power bills, what we pay for cars. All of these things are going to t- continue to rise And guess what? Now they're going to use your 401k money to help make it happen. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800-951-0592, gold uh, 1754, silver 2163 right now. Uh, We got the last of the BUCU Brilliant Uncirculated Choice Uncirculated St. Gaudens, the pre-1933 gold. You guys... You know, we've told you over and over why we like pre-33 gold. There's one big difference between U.S. minted pre-1933 gold and all other gold, which is in the eyes of the government, pre-1933 U.S. gold is considered a collectible. Now, why is that important? Well, in most instances, it's not. It's not a big deal, but there's certain things you can do. You can buy it, sell it, trade it. Not have to be 1099, right? And and you can't do that uh, with foreign gold or gold bars or any of that stuff, you know. And some people don't care. Hey, whatever. I know if I got to pay, get 1099, that's fine. I I like to avoid that stuff. I think a lot of us do. Uh, The only gold, you know, in my office, I have the Gold Confiscation Act uh, framed in the office here in Phoenix. It was illegal to own gold in this country for 40 years. People don't even realize that that was the law. The only gold you could keep after 1933 was collectible gold coins. In other words, rare and unusual value. Uh, When we started minting gold again in 1986, so that's the first year of the Silver Eagles and the Gold Eagles, 1986, uh, they said any of the pre-33 gold that remained, because most of that, that is the gold they say is in Fort Knox, is this pre-1933 gold uh, that they took from us. Uh, but the rest of it that didn't get melted down is now a collectible. It's really the one-piece form of gold 
you can't put in IRAs. Right? So when you do IRAs, you have to put bullion in there. Uh, why is it? Well, I, I think it stands to reason that, hey, if we need to use gold to get in, I don't know that they would say, hey, we're going to back this digital currency with gold, but I have a feeling that gold holdings are going to become much more important. And, and again, I kind of look at it as uh, the black market that I think most people envision uh, when this digital currency comes out. Would they maybe try to ban uh, gold again? That's a possibility. Right, because ah, oh, you're using it to circumvent, uh, and again, uh, that collectible status I think is a, a good factor that maybe you could keep that uh, versus the newer issue. So that's why we like it better. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. This special is kind of unique because you get a, a higher quality coin for the same price, and it's the right type of gold. Cubu Saints. At two thousand and ninety-five dollars at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. By the way, we also got the Jolts number out today. Uh, that's job openings uh, tumbled by three hundred and fifty-three thousand. Uh, but the big number in this quits. Now this has been big, right? For the last couple of years, people have been quitting their jobs, getting better jobs. According to Jolts, quits stopped. So I think this is this is another factor uh, in this job market. Hasn't happened yet, but we are getting evidence now that things are starting to change in jobs. And by change, I mean not for the better, for the worst. Uh, they're saying that quits fell to a multi-year low. So this is a, a dramatic uh, turnaround. Uh, when we're talking about quits, that's been one of the big things uh, that's been happening. And all of a sudden now, just another, just add a little more kindling to the fire here. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.